Welcome back to another Q&A Friday episode brought to you by our friends at Inspection Manager who are always looking for ways to make the lives of property managers easier. Now, personally, I love the short videos you can create and include in your routine inspection reports. These are great ways for your owner to understand exactly what you're trying to explain to them because, you know, sometimes a picture just isn't enough. And the best part is when these inspection manager routine inspection reports are saved as a PDF, a QR code is created where the video sits in the report. So they're super easy to access down the track. Now, if you want to make your life easier as a property manager, you should definitely check out Inspection Manager. And today's episode is about something that is very much at the forefront of everyone's mind at the moment, and that's data security. Now, I'm not sure about you, but when my, or my first thought was when I heard about the breach with Optus was that I hope those hackers aren't going to go after real estate agencies. Well, actually, my first thought was, thank God I'm with Telstra, but I very quickly started to think about all the personal and, ins- and, and sensitive information that the average real estate agency holds, particularly in a property management department. And although I don't have an actual question to answer today, um, I thought given the number of data breaches that have been experienced in recent weeks, including those in real estate offices, um, that it's pretty important to highlight with everyone that we do have a a responsibility, I guess, when it comes to data security, not just the boss, but everyone that's actually working within that business. And online and data security is definitely not my area of expertise, guys. Personally, I rely very heavily on common sense when it comes to things like this. Uh, As an example, I never open anything that my mother-in-law sends to me in Messenger, regardless of whether she's clicked on the link herself or not. I mean, I just don't trust it. My spidey sense tells me that there's a very good chance that it's dodgy. I mean, the woman has had her Facebook account hacked about 10 times. I mean, that's got to tell you something. And likewise, I don't make my date of birth public on my Facebook profile. Firstly, I hate having to respond to all the well wishes I received from people I went to school with like 30 years ago. But also, I kind of feel like it's probably not a good idea to have that kind of information so easily available. And I also prefer to use PayPal to make purchases online. And yes, I know PayPal can be hacked but I only have it linked to one account that I don't put loads and loads of money in and I'll keep a close eye on that account. So I feel like I've minimised my risk with this kind of thing. I know it's pretty basic, um, but I also change my passwords on just about everything quite regularly, including my Gmail account, not just when I'm prompted with these kinds of things. I also don't save my passwords to Google. Uh, It just doesn't seem right. So These kinds of behaviour or these types of behaviour, they don't make me paranoid, well, maybe a little bit sometimes, but they're also not time-consuming. So what they do do, though, or at least I hope they do, is reduce my risk of being hacked or having my identity stolen. And I kind of hope that maybe criminals or their computer algorithms or whatever it is that they use will skip me and move on to an easier target because of that one little thing extra that I did to protect myself. And I try very hard not to be complacent because I'm, well, there's one thing I'm certain of, and that that is that there are people out there who are way, way smarter than me looking for all the ways to get hold of my data, okay? So it's important that I don't think I've done this one thing that everything's going to be okay. 
So guys, I highly recommend you get some advice from an expert when it comes to how you're collecting and storing your clients' data. Um, But I thought what I could do today is just kind of highlight some of the common sense things that we could be doing to minimise the risk of a breach occurring in our agency. And firstly, turn on two-factor authentication wherever it is available on the platforms that you use. Every member of your team should have They should have to log in using T2FA, is that how you say it, wherever possible. And sure, it's a pain in the neck sometimes, but that extra 20 seconds can save you a whole lot of grief down the track. And it always surprises me just how many officers don't have this turned on. And it's not just for your trust accounting software either. If your CRM has the capability, ensure it's turned on. Whatever your accounting package, you know, whichever one you're using, whether it's Xero or um, MYOB or whatever it is, they're going to have it available. Make sure it's turned on. Definitely all your team's email addresses, they should have this requirement with um, regular password updates also as part of the the package. Make sure that that's turned on. And again, like it is another pain in the backside at times, but it's super important and it's also very simple to set up. Next. Let's talk about bank account details. More specifically, requests for changes to bank account details. Have a look at how these are handled in your office. You should have a strict process that's followed whenever a request for a change is received. And that's regardless of whether it's a solicitor providing details for a settlement or an owner asking for their rent monies to be sent somewhere else. Guys, an email is not sufficient. You need to do more than that to ensure that the request is genuine. Easiest way is to pick up the phone and then, of course, confirm your discussion with all the parties involved, okay, not just one. And this also leads me to who is allowed to add or change bank account details in your office, like, because this is super sensitive stuff. And to reduce not only errors, which we all know that they can cause lots and lots of grief, just the wrong number sometimes, but also that temptation for someone to add in their own bank account details. Like we want to stop all of that. So it's important you limit who can do this task in your team. It's the transparency that's created when you do this that is the important piece. And it also makes it very easy to identify if someone who shouldn't be accessing this information has done so. Ensuring that the notifications are turned on for when sensitive changes are made in your system is also a simple way to monitor this space within your organisation. And really, the fewer people that are supposed to be making changes, the easier it is to manage. And the other thing we need to be concerned about when considering our data security is just how easily our clients' trust can be destroyed. So as real estate agents, we are not very high on that list of the most trusted occupations already. Um, People are naturally apprehensive when dealing with us, which means we have to work extra hard to develop strong relationships. And these relationships, they can be destroyed so easily if the level of trust our clients have is diminished in any way. Now, I can tell you that I lost my smug feeling about which phone provider I had selected pretty quickly when Medibank advised they'd also been hacked. In fact, I actually feel a little vulnerable. And although I don't know for a fact whether my information is now circulating on the dark web or or, or not, um, simply because of their data breach, I'm definitely not feeling as positive towards them as I once was. And the token gesture that they made of not increasing my fees until January 
well, that actually hasn't helped rebuild the trust that this data breach has destroyed. And with many agencies experiencing team turnover or high team turnover and perhaps using more temps than they would have in the past, it's more important than ever to ensure that you have a strategy in place that not only minimises the risk of these data breaches occurring in your agency, but also helps strengthen the trust with our clients that we're working so hard to achieve. I'll finish off the episode with encouraging you to review your internal processes, perhaps sitting with your team and reiterating what they're to do in which situations, and maybe provide them with some scripts on how to handle any questions they may receive from current or potential clients. I can see that um, potential renters are going to be very, very concerned about this. So even your leasing consultants being having a, a script ready to reassure them is going to be super important. And please, if you haven't already done so, please turn on your two-factor authentication. Go, go and do it right now. I'll see you next week, guys. And if you do have a question like answered on the podcast, you can go to pmexcite.com and click on the free stuff tab. The bottom of the page, there's a section where you can submit your question or you're most welcome to reach out to us on any of our social platforms. While you're on the website, if you haven't already done so, be sure to enroll in our mini course about getting more Google reviews and how to handle any negative ones you may receive. I'll see you then.